0: To the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob. For old time's sake, huh?
1: Harley Quinn. Nice to meet you.
0: <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. That's like my favorite Marvel character ever, but you should never meet your heroes because, honestly, he's a bit of a dick. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cat. I am
1: inevitable Smile! <laughs>
0: Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I am Chris Phelps, and my co-host today is not Mr. Dave Horrocks. It is another very good friend of mine, and from the Comics in Motion
1: family, it's the wonderful Mr. Max Byrne. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me on again. It's an absolute pleasure and an honour to be here, to stand in for the fantastic Dave. So thank you very much. He's not that fantastic, Max, but yeah, thank you for coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if I'd big him up while he's not here. I won't. Don't worry. As true friends, no. I will not know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening back because I am terrible, Max. Like our backlog, we've got so many shows on the P- Comics Emotion feed and everyone I've had listened to and Mr Horrocks is on, he's digging me out. I've heard him say the other day, uh, I, think, I think it might have been Rhea had said, I, I come unprepared. And he went, well, I do most podcasts with Chris and he's never prepared. He's right but heard, yeah and then i think mike burton said something like well chris isn't going to hear this anyway and they started digging me out so i have got spies everywhere it might take me three months max to get there but i've listened to these, so mr horrocks can do one and when he oh, listens right. to this he's going to be laughing because i know that's exactly what he knows i'm on to him now
1: great well maybe we should say a few choice words about him as the show progresses who can say
0: I'm editing this one because I can say what I want about. It. But no, Dave isn't on today, guys, because uh, we're going to be reviewing an amazing movie. So, and he hasn't seen it yet. So that's one of the reasons I called out the bat signal was out there quite appropriately, Max.
1: Because what are we going to be reviewing today? We are going to be reviewing the freshly released 2022 blockbuster, The Batman. <laughs>
0: Very good, very good. We are. And it's just come out in the UK. I was absolutely chomping at the bit. I've got to see it. It's come out around the world. And the reviews were amazing. And plus, absolute shit houses online just ruin it for you so how the hell dave i hope dave has had and anyone who's who's listening has not watched it yet has had like certain keywords i mean i tried it with spider-man no way home and i had must have had max about 30 keywords there (laughs) and there was still stuff sneaking through you know like before i watched it and i watched it to, I think it came out on the Wednesday like this, and I watched it on the Friday. And it was and nothing ruined it. It wasn't Han Solo levels of Force Awakens stuff when some knobhead ruined it about an hour before I went in the cinema <laughs> at the Trafford Centre and ruined that scene. There you go. Um, but no, I saw. I, saw I, I wanted to see it. The reviews had been amazing, and obviously. This is our, Batman's one of my favorite superheroes. I love all the Marvel stuff, but my two favorites are Superman and Batman. And uh, I was chomping. I mean, as I say it, you can't see it, Max. I always say, it, but right in front of me, I've got Captain America to my right, a picture Sam got me for Christmas. But right in front of me was the artist who drew, I always say it, the Why So Serious Heath Ledger Joker um, with the bat card. And he's got the, 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 um, card, the Joker card in front of him, and the guy did that for mm. me on the Las Vegas Strip with aerosols. $10, but it's in a great frame, and I always have it. So Batman has always been one of my favourites for Superman, so I was so excited about this. And I, and for me, Christian Bale is my Batman. I know Bat, Batfleck and everything, and I've, I've got a lot of respect for him on the, the, the release Snyder Cut now, because I, I never bought into it, I think mean, he's very good, and I don't know the comic background, but I am just purely movie guy, so Christian Bale, there is a massive thing to live up to Robert Patterson, so I was so excited about this. So what about yourself? Where do you lie with your best Batman then, Max?
1: Uh, God, I mean, it's hard to separate them. On one hand, I love Adam West, because he was like the the Batman of my childhood, because it was all repeated repeated on kids' TV in the 80s in the UK, so that was what I grew up with. But obviously, that's a very silly take on it. So if you're talking serious Batman, I've up to this point, my favorite spin Ben Affleck. it has yeah. been. I've really enjoyed his portrayal. People can say what they like about the films he was in and the quality of them or the lack of quality of them, depending on which side of the fence you sit on, because it seems to be quite a divide still. But I liked him very much. I mean, I like them all. I like Keaton. You know, I loved Christian Bale, like you. Even got time for Val Kilmer and even George Clooney. Yeah, me really. too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the films ain't great, but it's not down to them. And no. their shitty portrayals of Batman, I thought they were quite good. Yeah. So it, it's very hard for me to not watch Batman and, and be enthralled. In, in fact, Sarah, my other half was saying, you know, she always like to say to me, you could go and watch a film where they just come on onto the screen and sit on the toilet for two hours. And then you come out of the screen going, oh, that was brilliant. Oh, it was yeah. fantastic. And she's right. Yeah. She is, I can't argue with it. So I knew going into this, I was going to love it regardless. And um, yeah, safe to say I did.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I was just... So excited, and I'm the same as you. I mean, I noticed Odie and the blaggers had put the prices up for the uh the, the IMAX and stuff at the Trafford Center. It's like, yeah, a couple of quid gone on there just for the premium of watching the movie. So it's quite glad Rotten Sam didn't come with me actually, Max. It cost me 17 quid just to sit down to watch it. So it's like you blaggers, but but yeah, with you. I I mean we reviewed the Val Kilmer one, and I I think Val Kilmer was a pretty good Batman, George Clooney. <laughs> He's a classic. The fact that he gets his credit card out halfway through the film with Poison Ivy is amazing. (laughs) You know, it's amazing. But he's still watchable. Mister Freeze, everything, Arnie. You know, it's going from it. It was almost Adam West levels of camp that one. So I'm with Mm -hmm. you. Anything to do with Batman, I'm in. I I love it. I absolutely love the Cape Crusader. So yeah, I was really excited. So anyway, Max, shall we get into our trailer? Absolutely. Let's go. A secret
1: friend who, having a clue, you came. Your family has a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything.
0: I'm just here to unmask the truth about this cesspool we call a city. You're part of this too. Rose way. of this mean anything to you you're becoming quite a celebrity why is he writing to you the bat and the cat it's got a nice ring new friend of yours i'm not so sure (laughs) what's black and blue
1: i been trying to reach you. What are
0: you doing? If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left.
1: Whoa, take it easy, sweetheart. I don't
0: care what happens to me. Who are you under there? The hell are you
1: supposed to be?
0: King Riddler's to match.
1: We're not so different.
0: On Halloween, Gotham City Mayor Don Mitchell Jr. is murdered by a man calling himself the Riddler. Reclusive billionaire Bruce Wayne, who has operated for two years as a vigilante Batman, investigates alongside the Gotham City Police Department. Lieutenant James Gordon discovers a message left for Batman by the Riddler. But Commissioner Pete Savage, who is also out of Enders, berates him for allowing Vitalante <laughs> to enter the crime scene and force Batman to leave. Soon after, the Riddler kills Savage and leaves another message for Batman. So, Max, a bit of an intro there. It covers a few bases there, probably the first half hour of the film. What did you think at the start of this movie and just thoughts about how it all came together?
1: Brilliant. I think the key word there is you put uh, that you mentioned was that he'd been operating as Batman for two years at this point. Yeah. So thankfully, we didn't need to get another Batman <laughs> origin story. We didn't need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne get gunned yeah. down in the alley again. Yeah. Um. But that's everyone knows the origin of Batman. That's that that seems been done to death. So it was great to pick up with a Batman that's still very fresh to it, very inexperienced, only been at it a couple of years but we're not going back and telling that whole story again. Yeah. We just, we pick it up as it is. Similar to what Marvel did when they brought in Tom Holland Spider-Man, they didn't feel the need to show him being bitten by the spider. He just, he just had been already. And yeah. here he is, he's Spider-Man. So that's, that's a great point to, to start with. And the opening is fantastic because you get a sense, don't you, of how dangerous Gotham City is. It feels like a real dirty, shitty, rainy, horrible city to live in, doesn't it? It feels yeah. like you genuinely... F- and it shows like a montage of people committing various crimes while you get this Batman voiceover. And, and it really does come through straight away. This is a horrible place to live, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I'm with you. And I think I think it, it's it got that eeriness of like seven. You know, obviously it's not mm-hmm. named as New York, and we know at the end of the movie it's sort of set in Nevada, but the, the whole film is set in New York. And I am with you, I, I love... The cinematographer, what Matt Rees has done, he's got it at like a, it, it's almost at like a body level, the way the cameras is, it's shot really low, and mm. it is, it's a grimy, shitty, horrible place, you know, I mean we've got, we've almost got a nod to the Warriors at the start, them guys who are mugging that Asian guy on the train thing, they've got the that, the white face paint on, it. it's almost a Warriors nod, um, I'm with you, I think the, the, the score for this, like it's got its own score, I know I was an absolute thingy for I want the John Williams score for you know Superman for the mm. Justice League, everything. We do get it slightly. Um, and I, I love the bit in the Justice League in the original cut when Superman comes back from the dead and he's he's there with Stepping Wolf and then we get the little bit. The first time we get that, mm. Tom, even though I do love Man of Steel's music score, which I think is brilliant, mm. yeah. and it's a very underrated score. Um, this has got its own score and it's got this building momentum music i think and i i loved it i'm with you max i this movie for me was i'd seen the reviews and i'm like oh do please don't be one of these fanboy things and everything and i have no reference point with the comics but i've and i i thought it was absolutely outstanding and um it's going to take a massive film this year to beat that for me
1: it's set its stall out now as this is the bar if you're going to top it, it's a bloody high leap to get there, um, yeah. and yeah, it is. It's really well done. I mean, it, this it helps as well that this is a really grounded take on Batman. He's not doing anything outrageous. It's you know, it's not like the the Snyderverse where he's fighting alongside the Justice League against an alien army. There's none yeah. of that here. He's fighting street level thugs. No one with no. One with superpowers or any of that kind of thing, it, it wouldn't work in this setting either. I don't think because it's done so realistically, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't feel like a superhero film. It feels like a crime thriller where your leading man just happens to be a superhero, happens to be yeah. walking around in a bat costume when he could just as easily be walking around in a you know a policeman's outfit or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. it does feel,ing despite the fact that yes, this guy's walking around just as a giant bat, which is in a, in in theory is absurd because no one would yeah. do such a thing it just feels like a very realistic take doesn't it yeah it does I, I will say the one thing that does make me laugh about this and it always does with batman
0: is robert patterson i think is brilliant as batman mm. i really oh, do yeah. i'm not sure on the bruce wayne goth, uh, almost he's almost like the crow really the way he is with his makeup mm. and he's that sort of kevin and perry moody teenager any sort of thing character i, I mean he's still good as bruce wayne i'm not thinking it at all but i think for me i think christian bale still stands up as a great bruce wayne i think for me but that's because we get a trilogy they're going to build on this character there's going to be a sequel there's got to be a sequel i think oh, yeah. the world building matt reeves has done with this max is fucking amazing it's absolutely brilliant it completely differentiates himself from everything that's come before i think these nods to them films I, and I'm with you, I think the street level stuff, it's like a daredevil type thing where you're at the street, for, because I, I know I'm like a smart ass at times, but when we did the Justice thing, I'm like, fucking Batman's the fluffer for Superman and all the other super, like Aquaman, because he yeah, can't yeah. fight anyone. Once his hmm. guns run out, what they do at the end, we step, what can he do? He can't fight Stepping Wolf. He's a, like a hmm. god, in not he, sort of thing, a demon or whatever. Yeah. He can't fight him. He can't do anything. I know he has a go with Superman in Batman v Superman, but that's a kryptonite job, which is hmm. the old classic, the only way to get Superman you got some sort of like Smallville, which I love. The only way we could get Clark was to even the field up by some kryptonite. We know that's his his crux and that. But this was just a breath of fresh air. I think that the way it comes in and the, and you're right. The fact that it's two years in, we get none of the fucking pearl necklace bollocks. You know what I mean? Like the only pearl necklace I want to see is not in that search engine anyway. So it's not like... <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: but. We're not getting another Chris press-up story here, are we?
0: <laughs> no, no, I haven't got one really? of them. Oh. Not that I can say on I've
1: only come on for that. <laughs>
0: I have still got bad shoulders now, Max. From that, but um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but no. So you're right. We don't get that backstory. We don't need to no. see. No. You know, no. obviously, I know the Jack Nicholson one. It was the Joker. Was the one who killed him and all that stuff. And, and it, funny enough. Batman Begins was on over the weekend and it was at the point mm. I just by chance was flicking the channels might be Saturday night and it was at the point when they were getting fucking killed and they went to the theatre and I was like oh my days and this was the day after I'd watched it so it was so because David said that Dave's been saying if I see that fucking scene one more time what you know so we didn't see it Do, do and I think the storytelling stuff, I mean, the Riddler, I mean, what did you think of the Riddler? Because I grew up on the, like you said, the Adam West Riddlers for me, the big yeah. green suit with the big exclamation, uh, question mark, that was the Riddler, almost, I like, used to laugh like the Joker, like Caesar Romero's Joker, mm. they were always in tandem together, so for me, what a completely
1: different take, And he's, and is that comic book accurate, Max, at all? In a lot of ways, yeah. Not with the um, green gimp mask, as such, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the take on yeah, like like you said, we we all grew up on that Frank Gorshin Riddler, yeah. who was like a, and then obviously in the nineties we got the Jim Carrey yeah. Riddler as well. It's very cartoony and very over the top, um, but the Riddler is an evil, dangerous. Character, so this portrayal is much more on point, I think. So it's like I said, it's different from what we've seen. This this Riddle is more of a terrorist, isn't he? The yes. things he's doing, you know. Especially, I don't want to, again. We don't want to spoil it, but the end of the film and what how he leaves the city at the end of leaves the state of the city. At the yeah. End of the film is is uh, unspeakable almost uh, as as like an atrocity Um, but no I think it works really well I mean he's yes we still get him doing the obviously he's the riddler so he can't not leave these riddles these clues but it's not done in a silly cartoonish way it's it's very deliberate and you know the way they incorporate the technology as well with They've drawn on Alfred's military history when he's trying to crack yeah. the um, crack the code, isn't he? Because he used to work for the Secret Service or something like this in his in his backstory. So no, I think it's a really good take on the character, and it's great because you don't even see his face till the last half hour of the film, do you? When no. when he basically allows himself to be drawn in by the by the police. So it, again, it's just that you mostly just see him on on like video camera footage and things like this, in with a mask and with an altered voice. So he's very mysterious. Yeah. Pretty, pretty frightening character as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is because it's all and you're right, it's only till about halfway
0: through that we get that sort of psych- psychotic laughing. He's just mm. this distorted voice, psychopath, like I say, wearing the gimp outfit, sort of thing. It's a real different take. And I think, I mean, I've got to say, Max, as well. when abs- I mean, We meet Selena Kyle, a different Selena Kyle to obviously, you know. And Hathaway, but Zoe Kravitz is beautiful. Like, what a pretty, pretty girl she is. And the outfit, everything. The only thing I was a bit disappointed is they have a fight with Batman. I know it's Batman and everything, Mm -hmm. but he sort of just absolutely. And we we were almost at 1980s levels of, like, sort of uh, innuendo. You know, the way they were like, he ends yeah. up on top of her and, and the way he, the positions he gets her in this, this tension from the mm. start. And I don't know. I can't work out whether it's, I don't know. I don't know. Cause the way we, the world we live in, it's a very old school take on a relationship like that between superheroes, which I don't know mm. whether that's a nod. And I don't know whether not that I was uncomfortable with it, but I was a bit like, you wouldn't really see that now. Like wonder woman's an equal other than when the fact that she fucking takes advantage of a bloke and nobody cares about that, to pretending that it's <laughs> yeah. Steve, whatever he's called, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean, which is just random in that Wonder Woman eighty four. Mm. That's like if it was yeah. the other way around, there'd be something to say about that. Uh, mm. But mm. anyway, but yeah, yeah. So I always found that really bizarre. But she's an equal Wonder Woman, whereas in this Batman, straight away he, he puts his dominance his stamp on her, doesn't he? You know. So mm. I'm not. It didn't bother me. But I could understand if certain people were like, you know, maybe from a female perspective, it could be different, but it was very old school. That sort of, we're both wearing leather and I'm the dominant one and the way she was moving and everything. I don't know. It, it, it wasn't off, but it was just yeah. something that I thought, wow,
1: that that seems quite old school. Yeah, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from. Most definitely. Yeah, it It's... Yeah, I know what you mean. Every fight sort of ended with sort of her pinned to the floor, <laughs> or, or pinned to, or pinned to a table yeah. with him pinning yeah. her down. Basically, yeah. I mean, I suppose yes, it, it would. You know, without sounding like an uber nerd, this is a Batman that's been around the world training in, yeah. with you know in in every martial art known to hu- to humanity. So should be able to beat everyone in a one on one fight. And she's kind of yeah. a street a street character who's sort of come up. The hard way and not had that same level of training so yes he should he should easily win but yeah i know what you mean it's kind uh, but i suppose they're trying to portray that these two are destined to end up together yes you know and it which is you know how things have panned out in the comics it went well they've been on and off like a light switch over the years <laughs> in the comics but um they very nearly got married a couple of years ago but then it it, it didn't happen right the 11th hour but you know, I'm sure they will one day, but yeah I, suppose, yeah, I suppose they're trying to just, without them actually, I mean, they don't sleep together in this film, but yeah, it, you can see that it would have end, had what happens to Catwoman, obviously, but don't. But again, yeah. I can't really say too much about spoiling it. She's not dead, but she's in a, in a, going to a different kind of situation at the end of the film. So yeah, you know, they, they are, although she's on the wrong side of the law, she's she's not an out and out baddie is she she's a she's more of an an anti-hero and her motivations have although she's a thief her motivations have got some good in her so i don't know i think they were just trying to portray that there's an attraction between the two and that you know if things were different they'd be like a a hot couple so yeah i suppose it was done in a bit of a ham-fisted way wasn't it yeah i say there's nothing this isn't a let's chris phelps let's just
0: slate the film because i don't i absolutely love the film (laughs) um what do you think of robert patterson because i thought towards the end of the movie as batman we got the you know we got the christian bale type voice i thought there was a switch Mm. it seemed to be when the riddler was revealed and they captured him it felt yeah. like his voice went full-on Christian Bale in, in, like, The Dark Knight Rises, you know, that not as, you know, it's all about a man putting a coat on the kids, you know, and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that yeah. speech, but it, it yeah. did feel like that, like, and I was like, oh, wow, that's just, whether that's trying to show the development of his character, but it wasn't off-putting at all. It isn't Christian Bale levels of, holy shit, what's he doing, even though I love their movies. Mm-hmm. But there was a bit, and I was like, your voice is completely different to how you were talking at the start of the movie, even when he was with Jim Gordon with all the police investigating these crime scenes and solving stuff. I, I don't know about whether you picked up on that, but it did, and it may
1: have been the acoustics of the cinema, Max, as well, but... No, I completely agree. I noticed it myself, yeah. there was yeah. A, For the first two thirds of the film, his Batman voice was, was barely different to his, his Bruce Wayne voice, was there? Yeah. There wasn't much of an attempt to disguise his voice, and you do think that... A police detective with a bit of bit of now would have gone you sound a bit like Bruce Wayne mate you know yeah. um it's not a leap like like they yeah. did in the previous version of Batman Ben Affleck had like a voice thing in his suit which yeah sort of digitally altered his voice didn't he and obviously Bale like you said put on that incredible gruff voice when when he was Batman <laughs> so there was a kind of an attempt to, ch- to change it up so people do not recognize him but yeah it, it did change you're completely right yeah so whether that was a deliberate t- I'd love to know if what the thinking was behind that yeah but yeah he, he didn't he didn't jar too much and he was I mean you, you asked me what I thought of Robert Pattinson I, I must admit when they announced he was cast as Batman I, I wasn't sold completely on the idea yeah. you know I didn't it wasn't I didn't think he had the the sort of gravitas and you know he didn't have that kind of jacked up physique that traditional well certainly the last two Bale and Affleck I yeah. they were portraying the part but it works doesn't it you can't yes. say it doesn't work I mean yeah it, a lot of people went one criticism that a lot of people have had that there was no separation between Batman and Bruce Wayne so when he was Bruce Wayne in public he didn't act like people expect Bruce Wayne to act that playboy you know that kind of Carefree, reckless characters that yeah. he puts on as he's Bruce Wayne, so people wouldn't automatically that when people are thinking, mm, "Who could Batman be?" They'd go, "Oh, it could never be Bruce Wayne. State of it, yeah. it could never, it could never be him. He's just a drunk playboy." And there wasn't that change as such, but I think that will come, won't it? This is like we, like we said, this is a Batman who's only been in in the role for a couple of years. That that change will come as he sort of grows more into the his his role as Batman, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, look. Christian Bale's, we always laugh about this, but Christian Bale's thing of being a young Bruce Wayne, hes just to flatten his fucking hair. You know, there was no, yeah, it, yeah. There was no we always laugh about that being Dave, but that's yeah. all he did. He yeah, just, yeah, over, yeah, exactly. yeah, just yeah. went, there you yeah. go, I flattened it. I'm now 20 years old, you know, so yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. And it, the thing is, it's a proper grimy thing. Even Michael Keaton, you know, he we went out with Vicky Vale. We get that... I mean, we always laugh about that scene, that fucking, you want to see Nuts? You know, and all that stuff with yeah, Jack Nicholson. But yeah. he's, he doesn't play the phil- philanthropist, the, the playboy, the, the guy with two or three women. Christian Bale's the only Batman. I mean, Ben Affleck's Batman didn't play that. He never... Uh, Bruce Wayne, sorry. He never had women on his arm. He was more like Robert Pattinson's character, mm. where he was the mean mood. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. I know he was an older mm. version of Batman. And yeah. then that was the whole point of it. And obviously he had yeah. Alfred with him and stuff. But I think if Robert Patterson in the next movie all of a sudden's got a slick back hair and three women on his arm driving a Lamborghini, then we're gonna be like, well, what's going on here? Because it, I don't think that's I don't think that would sit well with the Gotham City they're portraying. They're portraying no. the, the no. dingiest, shittiest side of any city, which there is in any city, Manchester, wherever they, they, there is that horrible, grimy underworld, whether you want to admit it or not that live and survive by the night and everything. And that's the whole point. So I think that would be a completely, it, you'd be going down there. Like we've, we've said the George Clooney fucking levels of just stupidness, you know, like that, that campy stuff. I don't mm. think it fits well with his character, but I did see that online. It's very, it, I, I saw someone retweet that. And it was a great article. I saw on Twitter, Max, about that saying like there's no differentiation between the two characters, but he's a young Batman. He's two years mm. into being that he, he, he hasn't had that. He's only got Alfred at the moment, and he hasn't got you know, like you say, we're, we're not really walking through the movie, but we're picking spots out. But you know, Andy Circus, is good as Alfred. He's a different Alfred. Yes. He's more of the. He's more along the lines of the uh, Alfred movie. You know, the uh, Penny uh, Pennyworth in it. The for uh, oh, the TV series. Yeah, the yeah. TV series. You know that ex-army mm. sort of. Um, He's like a commando and he can deal with thugs and he's, he's sort of like a bit of an investigator and he stands up for himself. So so that was more a play. Michael Cain's Alfred wasn't. Jeremy Irons was a different Alfred. We didn't see him in action, but he obviously had them skills. Michael Cain was yeah. like the old 1960s Alfred where he just come in and said, would yeah. you like a cup of tea, Master Wayne? You know, and all yeah, this sort of yeah. thing, you know, Master Bruce, whatever. But it's, it's sort of... um. It was a different version, even though he talks about Razal Al Ghoul and everything, Michael Kane, doesn't he? And he says, like mm. some people just want to see the world burn. I love that line, yeah. by the way, because I, yeah. I use that in real life now. You know, you just think like how people are horrible. I love that line from Michael Kane. Some people just want to see the world burn, you know, and it's true. It, so I don't think that would work, Max. I, I get the criticism, but it's fucking Batman. This guy yeah. is haunted by his family, this whole thing, yeah. and I love the portrayal of his dad. I will say. I did think, though, I don't know about you, that mm. the Riddler was his uh, half-brother or something. I thought they played it that the Riddler, his dad, had been having a bit of extramarital affair with his mm. with the Riddler's mum, and that was the mm. connection with Batman. And I kept thinking, is it like a, a completely different take? You know, get towards the end of the film, it isn't, spoiler, guys. But, but it, mm. it, for me... That I did think that I was like, oh, they're playing, they're playing this now. That like he's a relative of some sort, or he's he's been in the orphanage with Bruce, and and he's you know or whatever, you know. So so mm-hmm. it was an interesting thing. But I did think, Max, that young kid all the way through the movie kept saying, I kept thinking, is he going to be a Robin in one of the sequels? Is he going to become Robin because he could see when he was Bruce Wayne looking at that young kid all yeah. the time, and then he rescued him, did he, and that, and I was thinking. Oh, I'm going a minute. Is this is this a play on a sidekick, maybe in one of the sequels? So anyway, I've talked a lot there, Max. But yeah, that's how I felt.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was kind of that insinuation at at one point because him and the Riddler are roughly the same age in this yeah. film, and you know, you found out he was in this orphanage and has a grudge against Thomas Wayne. So yeah, you do think, no, maybe, yeah, maybe he was uh, his sidepiece, his kid, or something like this. But obviously, it's not the case. There's other reasons for him having that, um, that grudge against the Waynes. Um, but, yeah, it works really well, that kind of relationship. And, and, and one thing I did want to say as well about Pattinson's Batman, which I, I, I didn't pick up on before, a lot of people were moaning about it, but I thought it was really good storytelling. The makeup around the eyes, the black yes. eyes – all the Batmen from Keaton onwards, when the Batman have that round their eyes, yeah. to make them, obviously their eyes look darker yeah. uh, and then you 'd literally just see their eyeball through it, but then when they take the mask off it 's not there yes which is, which is kind of kind yeah. of daft really, because it should be there, yeah. so here you actually because again we 're going for a dirty, grimy, re- more realistic take, when he takes the the cowl off in the bat, in the back cave it, it's that shit's still on his face, which is yeah. It can't. It can't just. It can't like in Batman. There's a scene in Batman Returns where Keaton's removes his mask at the end to speak to, to speak to Catwoman, and he's got nothing around his eyes. But minutes yeah. earlier, he's been fighting, and it's there. So it's yeah. you know, it's good that they've done that. But a lot of people say, "Oh, we don't like that. He looks like the crow, or or whatever, with the hair and the makeup." But it works really well. I think it's just it just shows that you can't just wash it away. It can't just yeah. magically disappear off when your helmet comes off. It really does add to the, the sort of darker character. And you were saying about Alfred as well, that their relationship in the film is really quite strained, isn't it? They yeah. they barely speak to each other. It's not like the Batman Alfred relationship that you're used to, yeah. where there's a lot of, that love is there. And he's like his, like his surrogate father. I think he, at one point in this film, he actually says to Alfred, you're not, a, he says to, you're not, a, he doesn't say you're not my father. I think he says, you're not a Wayne. Yeah. And he said, and he looks quite hurt and says, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware of that. But obviously based on what, again, can't spoil it too much, but what happens to Alfred later in the film, you can see the bond between them at the end when he goes to see Alfred and there's that scene where they hold hands and, and, you know, you can see how much Alfred cares for this boy because it's the only family he's got left. So I think moving forward, that relationship will be a lot stronger in, in the yeah. next film you know it they, they was really antagonistic and strained Alfred seemed to like really disapprove of him being Batman and and sort of like a begrudging helper and, and and he seemed to almost resent Alfred helping him as well he didn't seem to you know be grateful for the help that he got solving the Riddler's Clues but I think you'll get that won't you you think he, yeah at the end you think he has that epiphany of how important this man is to him and he's he's literally all he's got left in this world
0: yeah, you're right. And I, and I think, obviously, some of the other characters, so like Colin Farrell as the penguin, unrecognizable, oh. unbelievable, like a completely different take. At this point in, in this movie, the penguin is just like a fixer up, a bit of a, a snidey a bastard. He's part of Falcone's group, he's in the, the club, but he's not this dominant bad guy. You know, he, 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 he's the, the creating, because they're creating this world. You've got mm. this, like, we know it's the Penguin. We know what the Penguin's capable of. They're calling him Oz. You know, so so you've got this, like, he's, a, he's the smallest point in his sort of criminal career at this, because he's sort mm. of held back by Falcone and, and the, the whole mafia stuff and everything. And I thought it was brilliant. I mean, Colin Farrell, you cannot recognise him at all. And it's not, I've not seen prosthetics like that way. You know, sometimes you go, oh, that's fucking rubbish. They've just put a nose on him or they've, mm. you know, he unrecognisable, and I know they've just said they're commissioning a, a series, aren't they? A, a Penguin series as well, which yeah, is Yeah, spin-off series. Yeah, Yeah, spin-off. I will be watching that, Max, but I thought he was brilliant. Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon, amazing. Mm. What a, a great compliment to the Batman. Uh, Paul Dano, as uh, obviously the Riddler, and, and I said, Cena, Kyle, but even Falcone, John Turturro, you know, I remember from yes. Transformers and stuff, you know, but mm. he's good in it. A different take on him, and it's the revelation that he's Selena Kyle's dad. Is that
1: no? Is that the norm, or is that just for this movie? Is that like comic accurate? It has it has been done. It has right, been okay. it has been referred to in some versions of it. No, but then it has been done in other versions that she is related to that family. So yeah, it's not a complete revelation. Um, but it, again, it it just adds another layer of motivation onto her character, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, it just shows what an evil bastard he is as well because he <laughs> you know I don't think he, he 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 must have known she was his kid back yeah. in the day when, when her mum died and yet he did nothing and whilst like she said she they took her into care and he just stood there and did nothing whereas he could he could have brought her up in the lap of luxury as his yeah as his child but he just sort of washed his hands of her he was just sort of messing around with her mum probably on the side from his wife at the time or something like that so it just shows what a horror he is but um yeah the villains in this film are the, are the, are the highlight for me they really are great. I mean, what you said about Colin Farrell, yeah, it, the, the look of him was was amazing. The transformation, the, the makeup, the prosthetics, but vocally as well, yeah, unrecognizable. Sometimes you can shut your eyes and go, "Oh yeah, that sounds like such a body." You know, I mean, I know obviously he's an Irish actor, so he's putting on an American accent anyway. Yeah. But normally you can still tell from the tone and the, the tenor yeah. of the voice that it's them. But even vocally, it didn't sound like him. It. it was just a masterpiece of a performance. He, for me, was the sort of MVP of this of this film, if that makes sense. I just think yeah. he, was br- he was brilliant. And like you said about this um, spin-off show, I can't wait for it. It's going to be yeah. great to see him then fill the vacuum that's been left at the end of the film and rise up and take that power and become the number one criminal in the city it's going to be great to see it'd be interesting to see if batman's in that tv show because it wouldn't make make sense for him not to at least appear or be a presence in it because he you know the two interact all the way through the film i mean two or three times he goes and grabs penguin and knocks the shit out of him to try and (laughs) to try and get like answers (laughs) and you know try and get some clues as to what's going on so if he's sort of rising up the ranks there's no way that he's not going to play a part so i hope they do that and don't just be like one of those tv shows where they go yeah yeah the batman's out there but in ne- that you never actually see him that would be a bit shit so i do hope we get all that but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah the the villains are great in this film and again we get a little cameo don't we at the end of a certain well known batman villain who's not been in, mentioned but at the very end sort of you see a little glimpse yes. of him in his in his Sorry. cell um, i was thinking who, who do you mean? yes yeah, um, mm. who is obviously one of the, you know, the the biggest, the probably the biggest supervillain in comic books. Um, yeah. You know, it, a lot of people weren't happy that they put him in at the end because he felt it was a bit unnecessary and kind of sort of took you out of the film. But I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. It just kind of showed that he exists. And you know, if you're going to be an our go to Arkham Asylum at the end. There, you're going to have other bat villains in there especially if he's been batman for a couple of years by this point so why wouldn't he be in there yes because if he if he wasn't in there then he would have been involved in the story running amok in the city so you know yeah. it makes sense it makes sense for him to be there so i didn't mind it and you and again i don't say who it is for those who haven't seen it but you barely see him anyway don't you you just kind of yeah. make out make out his face and his hair and obviously you know he 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 does something like vocally which makes you go Oh god that's such a body so Kind of gives us a little hint maybe that in the sequel we might see a bit more of him, you know. Yeah. Um, because I think they I think they've said they're gonna do like a an, another spin-off show that's set within Arkham Asylum as well. Oh, that's gonna really be good. Yeah. They were supposed they was they announced the penguin one, Penguin one, and then they announced as well that they were gonna do a spin-off show about the Gotham City PD, but they kind of have they've abandoned that idea, apparently. They decided it 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 wasn't a goer, but they're gonna then do a show based sort of within arkham asylum so whether that would be have the riddler in it and this character we've we've we, we don't mention and god knows who else you could find locked up in there bane so could be anyone who who yeah anybody any no one's off the table it could be literally anyone you know um Mr. Maybe Arnie is Mr. Freeze. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who can can say? Um, But yeah, it's. I think they've really laid the groundwork, haven't they? For yeah, many more films to come. And because you started with a young Batman, you could go on for years with him, couldn't you? You know.
0: Yeah, and you know what? And and I think you're right. And if you're looking at something, look at something like James Bond. So Daniel Craig obviously stopped. He's not James Bond anymore. They're looking for a new James Bond. How? they're obviously going to completely change the whole cast because the, mm. the, it's going to be like a reboot like this for yeah. James Bond, the way that film ends. There's no way. Yeah. I just don't understand how you could carry on with uh, Lord Voldemort and everyone still there, uh, you know, in the background. As, as oh, no, caric- no. You, complete
1: reset now. With it's got Bond, to yeah.
0: be, unset. So, yeah. so I like that they need to do, they've done this with this world. And what's interesting is it's very difficult on a superhero movie, to create a world that you buy into, that that is living, breathing and feels like fresh, feels different. And I think that's what Matt Reeves has accomplished with this because I just want to explore everything about this world now. Like why watching that film, it's a long film, it's two hours 55. Um, mm. I was like, oh my God. And I did need a wee break halfway through. I had to leg it to the toilet, but it was a bit where... <laughs> Um, it was a a lull and I literally thought this is the lull I need because I've been sat there for 20 minutes not wanting to. I didn't want to go to the toilet. I'd gone just before the start of it and I took in a bloody bottle of Pepsi Max and I'm like, oh, you dick. I knew (laughs) I'd have to go, you know, so I I legged it and and come back and I didn't miss anything. Uh, I literally missed about 30 seconds or or whatever. But but yeah, the the world is so expansive and I've got to say for me, the one thing that had me brimming from ear to ear, and I mean, like so excited and just mm. so happy is when we get the Batmobile. I I swear I know it's a different take, and it's a, I think it's a bus stand it's based on, mm. and it's a V8. Me as an American muscle car fan, it, it there's this scene with the penguin, and there's a shootout in there, and Jim Gordon's there, and, and they're all like fighting and 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 then the Penguin's about to get away, and all of a mm. sudden, this fucking roar. And I was sat there in the IMAX, in the seat rumbles, and it was the V8 rumble, and I've never had a V8 car. You know, it's like my dream to own a V8. Transam's my one, spoken a bandit Transam, but any V8 at this point in my life, I'd do me. And it rumbled, and I sat there, and I was sat on my own, and I sat there fucking beaming, Max. I was like, this is amazing and when he booted it and he's chasing the penguin and he put it into sort of overdrive oh my god talk about fanboying out i'll be honest with you if it had been in there on my own have knocked one out there and then i was so fucking happy
1: it's great isn't it it's a much more realistic take like you said it's not this isn't a tank which fires rockets and has a gun on the top i don't think it had any gadgets of any kind did it it was just no just a souped up car it was like something you'd see in the fa- in fact you'd probably get more out there cars in the fast and the furious with fucking yeah magnet magnets on the side and all <laughs> that <laughs> that, they, that they had in the in the last Fast and the Furious but it's like that in it's 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 just an enhanced car the kind of thing that you actually could own in real life. yes, yes not like yeah. a, a a Batmobile as such and and yeah the sound of it that that engine oh. it, it really did sort of blow you back in your seat and, and yeah. that car chase was superb as well oh, between the two. Brilliant. The the you know, the stunt choreography, the, the the way it was shot, the the use of the flames and everything, and the the end when Penguin's car does about sixteen oh. flips through the air and he it comes out with but near a scratch, yeah. Um, but it does. It's again, it works. Um, it is great. I mean, and that was literally more or less the only time we saw it because most of the film he's going around on a motorbike, isn't he? Yes.
0: Yes. Um,
1: he's, and again, that's not a like a souped-up fancy bike like in the bailed Dark Knight films which kind of flips around corners and things it's just just a again just a souped up bike so again it just ties back doesn't it to that kind of more street level Batman there's no gadgets in, in this film really is there apart from no you know he uses a grappling hook um and I think he has like a, a shot of adrenaline on it in his costume doesn't he that yeah. he jabs himself with at the end to give him that yeah. one last push and Um, I suppose the only other thing is his suit is the most (laughs) bulletproof suit I think that there's ever been, isn't it? I mean it it he takes a shotgun shot at literal point-blank range and gets up like it's nothing. It's it, I've never seen a suit like it, to be honest. With you. <laughs> I will say, and that's the only thing I'd say,
0: Matt, criticism is one thing I would say that's about the car, one last thing is it reminded me, and I'd have to see interviews with Matt Reeves, it almost felt like it was a nod to the Mad Max cars, the Ford Interceptor mm. in the first one. It looked exactly like that, the way he had that set up. The back wheels were like drag wheels. They were they were up higher on the suspension it was pulling down on the nose it just i'll have to read up on that i'll do that after we've, we've uh recorded but it just felt like that but you're right i think he had the eye thing where he he's he recording everything like contact oh, lenses yeah the
1: contact lens yeah, and I I selena had yeah. it on
0: didn't she when she went in yeah. the, and, and he was picking out all the cops and he's like go back to him and it was all the bloody police were all bloody in on it and everything um yeah But I'm with you, it worked so well. But that's the one thing I'd say, right? There's a scene there, which is amazing. It's it's, it's shot in like, as the guns come off, that's where you see Batman moving around and killing him. And I know we've seen that before in movies, but it just works so well. But nobody shoots him in his fucking face. No one shoots him here. That's mm. the one thing with all these bullets. You cannot tell me when he's got hundreds of bullets being fired at him, someone doesn't hit him in his lip or his fucking teeth. No mm. one hits him, did he? They? they all hit him in the chest. They all hit him mm. in the head, and he's impenetrable. But yeah, you're right. I've never seen something so bulletproof. Superman would at least go. Oh, that hurt. It just. I know we get a couple of bits where he gets knocked unconscious, doesn't he, and stuff like Mm. that and and things like that. But, yeah, I'm with you. It's the one thing with Batman. It's like aim for the teeth if you're going to kill him. You know, nobody does that.
1: Yeah, never gets shot in the eye, does he, or anything like that. No, That's a good point, uh, honestly, yeah. Yeah, but I suppose you can't think too much about the about these things. But the the fight choreography as well was really good, wasn't it? Yes, it was realistic. Again, it wasn't like he was doing backflips and somersaults and and Arkham Asylum video game style fighting. It was all yeah. close close quarters martial arts, but not really. It wasn't like your boy Lauren Avadon doing all these great round. <laughs> I had to get that in for you because I don't know if you were going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he would have made a good Batman back in the day actually Laura <laughs> oh,
0: don't encourage him Max he'd be, he'd be trying to promote that
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd watch it um, I would as well actually but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, what was I saying oh yeah but he um, again the fighting it's not spectacular movie fighting is it it's realistic street fighting with martial arts thrown in isn't it you can buy it can't you
0: yeah yeah I'm with you on that and I think I think that's what makes it more grounded and more realistic. And like you said, the story is brilliant. And I know I haven't really touched on it. I think my final thing I'd say is I think Paul Dano as the Riddler is amazing. I think he's so convincing as a baddie. It's that Mm. psychological edge. We don't know at any point in the movie if he's a physical match for the Batman because we Mm. don't see him. We just see him doing all these things and capturing people. and, And he's like, you know, he kills someone in cold blood and he's got like that thing he cracks him with and Batman finds it and stuff like that. So so these, you don't know until there's the point where he's in the diner after the assassination thing and it's like, he sat there and that is like DNA of the old style thriller movies where you've got a serial killer who then wants to be captured and then goes up against the cop in the police station and in the interviews. And it's all about like a bit like seven. It was very similar to sort of like that. You know, the, the it's really interesting how he just reveals it, but when he, when you meet him physically, he's not anywhere near a match for the Batman. And when in the police yeah. station, it almost reminds me of the dark Knight when he meets the Joker, you know, and obviously I know it gives him a crack and stuff in there, Batman in, in the Christian Bale ones, but they have yeah. that dialogue and he's like, Bruce, Bruce, you know, and he's, he's, playing with him. And I think Paul Dano is so good. And it's the fact that the final act of the movie, he's not even the antagonist, but he's created warfare on Gotham mm. city by a forum. And considering he's so mm. absolutely really with what's going on in the world at the moment, that this absolute megalomaniac is, able to control these people and just it'd be so it's the parallels are uncanny to be honest, you know, <laughs> so what's going on, Mike? not to get too political, but it, he creates this like support from people and they ride roughshod. Now there's one bit in the movie at the end. And I genuinely thought I'd seen before I was going to the movie, Christian Bale was trending on Twitter. I wouldn't read anything, but Christian Bale was trending. Now, Basically, you know, not to ruin too much, but basically there's an army of Riddlers, you know, quotes, and Batman's got to save the city. So the something happens. They've all got a sort of – everyone ends up in the same place, which is a Madison Square Garden sort of nod. Uh, Gotham yeah. Square Garden. Gotham City Garden, I think.
1: City Garden, oh, yeah. Gotham, yeah. Gotham Square Garden, sorry. Square Garden,
0: yeah. It's, it's a nod to Madison Square Garden. Um and it's the only place people can go if the city floods and the and Riddler does this thing where basically, you know, it's going to flood. And he, after he sort of saved the day and we're going to saving people and we're showing this human side of Batman and he's absolutely covered in shit. And I must admit at that point thinking, yeah. you must have pissed your pants at this point, son, because how have you got that outfit? I have gone to the toilet. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um it's not Kyle Reese levels of disgusting, though, uh, Max, but, you know, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he rescues a girl and puts her down. I honestly, honestly, in the cinema, thought that was Christian Bale, and it was a, a bit of a nod. I know it sounds silly, but you know when he's on top of the actual roof of the the, 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 the um, structure, like the garden, Madison Square Garden mm. or whatever, mm. and they're all there, and he rescues somebody and puts her down, and when he pans to her and him, it didn't look like Robert Patterson. I'm thinking, is that Christian Bale? And it's a bit of a Easter egg. And I've not seen it anywhere. It 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 may have just been the camera angle, but it really may. And I went, as soon as the film finished, I'm like, Christian Bale Easter egg, Christian Bale Easter egg. And no one, I've not seen anybody say it, but for some reason, it just looked like Christian Bale. But uh, obviously, I, I thought the film at this point had just, it, it was just blew me away completely. Mm.
1: And what an ending as well, you know, amazing how it leaves the city, you know, he might, he might have stopped the villain and everything, but the, the, the after effects and where you can possibly go next in the sequel, like, will they pick up a few, a couple of years after this, or will they pick up when all this shit still going on. Yeah. I mean they've not they've not said yet what the plan is. Obviously it'll be a while before we see it. Took maybe 2 or 3 years for the next film. But where do you go from there, you know? Yeah. The city's on its ass, you know, literally, you know, again I can't say but it the way the city is, it's a long road back for it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean yeah, it blew my mind watching this. I I didn't think I'd see a Batman movie as good as the Bale trilogy. And it's the first one in a potential trilogy or however many they're going to do. And I think you're right. The age of Robert Patterson, I presume, I mean, he must be like mid thirties now, but he looks a lot younger. So, so that can run and run and run. Um, Because I mean, I've watched all them bloody vampire ones that Jordan used to love that he was in, you know, Jordan loved them like, sort of like the 2008 mark or whatever it was, you know. Um, yeah, Bloody yeah, the twi- Twilight. Twilight. Things, yeah. So I've yeah. seen all of them. Went to the cinema to watch the last few, but she had them all on DVD, so we watched them on a loop. Um, So, yeah, so I'm at Harry Potter. Obviously, he was in Harry Potter as well. Um yes, So, yeah, great actor. Convinced me. I'm like you. I did not. I was like, what the fuck have you picked him for? You know what I mean? Like, what is going on there? But, yeah, completely turned me around and, and what an ending. Absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, it is great. I just, I, I wish we weren't going to have to wait so long now for another <sighs> one. I wish it was one of those jobs where they'd film them back to back and it was out in yeah. a year's time or something like this. Because the way yeah. it ends, whilst it's not like a cliffhanger ending, it's just a, oh my God, where do you go from there kind of yeah. ending? So there's so much ground to cover now. What villains are going to be in it in the next one? Will they, you know, Will they bring the same ones back? Or will they introduce fresh blood from all the, you know, the Batman list of rogues is rogues galleries, as long as you're yeah. armed? There's so many they could bring bring that have never been done in film before or ones that have been done in film before that we haven't seen for years. So it's going to be very interesting to see where they go with it. And I'm, I'm excited, Chris, I'm excited to see... How they evolve the Batman character, like we like we've said, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's young. There's certain aspects of his character that aren't what we might look for in a Batman. You know, the Bruce Wayne persona's not there yet. All that's all that's to come. You know, the the where 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 the character gets his experience and and, and grows more into this role as Batman. Um, you know when he gets into his forties and beyond and and becomes, you know, all that he can be. So I'm very excited for where they're going to take it next. I think, you know, like you said, I was skeptical too, pre, 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 pre the film being made and just the announcements and and the casting and that, but I've, I've been proved wrong with a, with a bullet. It is phenomenal piece of filmmaking, really impressed. And I just can't wait for more.
0: No, and I I think that also one of the things that I'm with you completely, I'm complete Mm -hmm. sync with you, is Robert Pattinson has also got the best Batman jaw since Val Kilmer, without a doubt. He has got the perfect jawline Mm -hmm. for Batman. Val Kilmer's was was amazing. You know, that was a perfect Batman jawline when he had the the gear on and that. But yeah, I'm with you. I think Max absolutely amazing and thank you for coming on for this but shall we get into our review scores let's do it so max i will give you the rundown of the scores because i always get them wrong and always end up quoting the vhs strikes back so i will (laughs) give you where we are with these so if it's the best thing you've ever seen we send it to asgard If it's a great movie, but it's just not at the top, we send it to Atlantis. If it's right in the middle, it's Hall of Justice. Yeah, got that, yeah. If it's... Fucking hell, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, If it starts getting a bit shitty, it's Hell's Kitchen, and it's the worst thing you've ever seen, we send it off to Alderaan. That's correct, isn't it? I think so. Is that not the VHS? Which one is it? What's the VHS? No, it's the Phantom Zone on this one. Older on is the VHS. It's the Phantom Zone. You wouldn't think me and Dave created all this, would you? But there you go. <laughs> um, what a great host. Um, so, Max, where are you going to put it and what what is your thing?
1: Uh, right at the top, Asgard. All day long for me, Chris. I, ha- I have to. I can't not have it at the very top. It just ticked every box for me. It, it had a great story. It was gripping. It was violent. Uh, it certainly earned its 15 certificate in the UK. Um, it's definitely not one that you should take your kids. Well, you can't take your kids to see it, but it's not one you should probably let your kids watch either. I don't, young kids, yeah. I don't think it's it's not suitable. The level of violence is is um, is quite extra in this. Um, But yeah, it is fantastic. It's well acted. It's beautifully made. I mean, we haven't even touched on the score, which is very atmospheric. Yeah. It's, it's just suits the work, the world they're trying to portray everything about it is a home run for me. It's one of the, the, the best Batman films that there's been him in my opinion, whatever my opinion's worth, it's worth no more or less anyone else's. But in my opinion, it is right up there as, as I don't, I don't, a lot of people saying it's the best Batman ever. I'm not sure I would go all the way in with that statement, but I certainly think it's in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I think I think when you're talking about best Batman and best Batman films, it is in that mix. So, without question, Chris, it's Asgard for me.
0: Excellent, mate. Excellent, and thank you. I. I'm going to be quite boring and agree with you on every single bit of it, Max, because I can't be a shit house and put it anywhere other than the top. It is one of the greatest superhero movies I've seen. Completely different take. a compl- and, and what a refreshing change from... The, the whole Marvel stuff. You know, MCU, I love Endgame. I love the whole journey of there. There's, I know there's a few duffer films in there, but the whole journey I bought in, I, I bawled my eyes out at the end of Endgame and the, 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 the things like that. I know Infinity War is rated higher, but I just love that whole series. I mean, like you say, Christian Bale as Batman is, is my Batman, and, he, and he's my favourite Batman at this point. But I tell you now, we, we look back on the Christian Bale trilogy and you look at like Batman Begins, which doesn't get the credit because of the Dark Knight and obviously the situation with Heath Ledger, you know, RIP. Um, you've got the Dark Knight Rises, which out of the three is probably the weakest reviewed. But for me, that's my favourite. But all three of them are amazing. And I think we will look back on this movie in five years, 10 years, and this is going to be up there with some of the best, without a doubt. I just hope the sequel is as good and better. We grow the world. That It'd be interesting if he did a Batman trilogy and didn't once use the Joker and mm. grew. Do you know what I mean? I know like... I'd, we, be, I'd know, be all
1: right with that, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying someone couldn't do it. I think the Joker mm. would be an amazing street-level um baddie in this, and it'd be something different for the world, completely different. I think it'd be a completely different dark and grimy Joker, you know, completely not the, the, the yeah. campy stuff, even the Heath Ledger stuff, which was amazing, had its bits of fun in it and stupidness. So, so a brilliant yeah. portrayal of the Joker. But yeah, I'm with you. I thought that, you know, I loved everything about this movie. I came out like, I want to watch that again. And, and Sam's not watched it in Jordan, and I'm dying to get them to go back. I've got to go and see this in the cinema. I mean, I didn't see Spider-Man No Way home for the second time in the cinema and I wanted to see it. And I was obsessed with watching the, the uh, you know, the reveals of the Spider-Man sort of thing, spoilers, Mm. but uh, this is on a different level. This is something I'm going to buy day one, 4k Blu-ray. I am there day one, day dot on this. I love Batman. He's, he's just behind Superman as my favorite uh, superhero, but yeah, it, it, it hits a it hits a mark. I didn't think when they were saying about the investigation stuff, and it's more true to the comics and everything. As I have no point of reference, I was like, I'm gonna hate this. This is gonna be, and I didn't. I absolutely loved it. I think it's the cinematography, the, the music, like you said, the score is brilliant. It's so yeah. haunting and eerie, it just makes the world feel alive. So, yeah, one of the it's, for me, it's one of the greatest superhero movies I've seen. And I'm going Asgard all day long, Max. Absolutely brilliant and honestly mate I can't thank you enough for today it's been a pleasure it's great for us to talk we don't talk enough on the podcast I know but uh, we've done some great podcasts together but this was a, a I was so happy especially with your DC background as well and all that your love for superheroes and the DC stuff is more your ball park anyway so having you on as well it, it, it's been an absolute pleasure mate so where can everybody get you if they want to find
1: you uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Maxie Byrne, which is spelled M A X Y B Y R N E. Go on there. There's uh, links to the different websites I write reviews for, you know, comic book based stuff and all that kind of goodness. So check it out, say hello. Um, and uh, yeah, by all means, hit me up. Good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Thank you, Max. And if. Anything like with me, what me and Max have done today, we're doing the TV movie reviews, guys. Get over to the Comics Emotion feed. There's loads of great shows. The Comics Emotion family's growing by the week. It's unbelievable <laughs> where me and Dave have come from on this. Just two guys do reviews, and we've gained so many friends. Like Max is such a close friend of, of us and, and such a good guy. Um, I, I, I watch you going Bolton, Max. I see it, I see it. You know what I mean? You're good for punishment, but you're there, mate. Loyal. Can't be. I'm a glut for punishment at the moment, being a United fan. So um, respect, my friend. Respect. So I'll be um, there Saturday. Really, really is good stuff. Really is good, but no, it's lovely, and and we've got so many good people on there. We've just got episodes of various different things. There's, there's one recently for the Sandman, which is Comics in Motion Book Club. I'm plugging that because I did all the editing and the video stuff on YouTube, guys. So get on there, um, yeah. the, Dave's just done the uh, IT crowd. We've watched your favorite episode. You know these these the, the different things, guys. Please get over to our feed, and if you do get a chance, drop us a review on your podcast catching app. Uh, and if you want to email us at any point, anybody ever get consults on social media at comics in motion P or comics in motion podcast at gmail.com. So Max, it's been a pleasure. I usually stitch Dave up at this point and say what we're going to go out with. I'm not going to say anything other than it's been an absolute pleasure and what a fitting end to a fitting
1: show. Amazing, amazing film. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's the pleasure has been all mine. It really has. And I just uh, a treat to uh, talk about one of the, Great films of the last couple of years, for sure. Exactly.
0: Thank you very much, mate. And you take care. And I'll see everybody next time.
1: Excuse me, I'm Eric Mencher. Xavier, go fuck yourself. What in the? Ass? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Thing.
0: Let's not stand on ceremony here. Mr. Wayne. Would you
1: care to step outside? Come to me, son of jor Kneel before Zod. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. And good. Hey.